It didn't air until last night in the UK, but Sunday night, the Oprah Winfrey sit-down with Prince Harry and Meghan Sussex drew 17 million viewers on CBS, pulling more than the Emmy and Globes combined. Buckingham Palace is in a dither. The firm has insiders to the royal family refer to themselves not pleased with a free-for-all interview with Oprah in Tony Montecito, a royal sort of place to live on the Pacific, north of L.A. When the House of Windsor books a sit-down, the interview is tightly controlled and the topics agreed to in advance. As a Christian journalist friend in England told me yesterday, you watch the new interview and the royal's response and you realize how dysfunctional the family has become. Glad I don't have any blue blood. In Jesus, however, you're part of a royal priesthood. Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we share the great story every day that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series called Times That Changed the World. It would be an understatement to say the cross followed by the resurrection had not changed the world. It is without a doubt the most pivotal event in human history. And as we move closer to Easter, we're going to spend time looking in depth at this great event. Yesterday, however, we began our series by looking at how the Holy Spirit filled the early church with power, and the gospel began to spread all over the world, another world-changing event. But the first three centuries of the Christian church were not easy. To be a follower of Christ often meant you would suffer, and even die for the sake of the gospel. But all that changed when a Roman emperor in the fourth century professed faith in Christ, and the world began to change. Stay with me, and in a moment, we'll look at how God used Constantine, warts and all, to help spread Christianity throughout the known world. And we'll talk about some key things that he did that truly changed the world then and have an effect on us even today. After the program, I'd like to send you a copy of the new documentary called Puritan, All of Life to the Glory of God. This feature film shows how the kingdom of God was growing, even in the face of persecution back in the 17th century, and how God used sinners saved by grace to proclaim the good news in a powerful way. It's a God-entranced heart and a God-entranced stomach and a God-entranced ears and eyes and All of life and experience is God entranced. And they saw this is the joy and good news we're made for. And therefore, this is truth worth living and worth dying for. An excerpt from the film called Puritan, All of Life to the Glory of God. Call us after the program and make your gift at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and watch an extended trailer for Puritan. And you could make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And we still have copies of Dr. Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly book and audiobook for your gift as well. If you want to know the heart of Jesus better, then you need to read or listen to this book right away. And now Haven Today opens with I Am They. I am surrounded on every side Can't see the light of day But I am persuaded 
It's a single. We don't get many of those nowadays by the group I Am They and a song called Faithful God here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris and Times That Changed the World. When Jesus Christ died and then rose again three days later, the world would never be the same. His disciples finally understood who he was, and when he commissioned them in that great chapter of Matthew 28, they finally understood his mission. But 40 days passed with not much change. That was until Pentecost. Jesus might have been physically gone, and the disciples were told to wait. The Spirit fell on them, and the church was born. Peter, after preaching the world's first Christian sermon, saw thousands come to the Lord and baptized in the name of Jesus. Our series this week, Times That Changed the World. And we would be so wrong to miss those first events, the cross, the resurrection, the Spirit coming down in power and sending his church out to preach the gospel everywhere. The faithfulness of those first disciples to preach is the reason anyone today believes. They carried this good news forward, and their legacy still lives on whenever the good news of Jesus Christ is preached. When I think about this, I'm filled with gratitude. The Lord is so faithful. Christ changed the course of history. 
But it wasn't until about 300 years later that another event would radically shift our world's history. From that first day of Pentecost forward, Christians were a problem. They were persecuted by the Jewish community because they were seen as a sect, a radically dangerous sect that threatened to undermine the temple and the religious leaders. They increasingly came under persecution from the Roman government because they refused to give allegiance to Caesar. And they didn't have the religious exception that Jewish believers enjoyed. Christianity was, to put it bluntly, illegal. We know about Saul before he became the Apostle Paul. When he was making his rounds to arrest and condemn Christians to die, he did so with the law on his side. When Caesar, Nero, gathered Christians to burn in his garden at night, he did so with no complaints. Christians were not a legalized, recognized group. They were considered outlaws. Those of us who live in the Western world have no idea what this is like. Our brothers and sisters who are suffering in the Middle East, in China, in North Korea, are very familiar with this. Living life under persecution like this means there is no such thing as a half-hearted Christian. To call yourself a believer in the first three centuries of the church was to put a target on your back. But that all changed when the fourth century arrived. Constantine had become the Roman emperor. And like every Roman emperor before him, he was a pagan. That doesn't mean he was a savage or any of the old stereotypes we've seen or heard. It means he worshipped the Roman gods and may have even considered himself divine as other Caesars. The Roman Empire under Constantine went as far as Britain. It was enormous, and Constantine was a brilliant military strategist as well as ruler. Christianity was illegal still. Christians were constantly persecuted, even martyred during these first centuries. But in the middle of a battle, Constantine looked up into the sky and thought he saw a cross. And he thought he heard these words come down to him, By this sign you will conquer. It was all he needed. Constantine converted to Christianity. And immediately, Christians in the Roman Empire went from being the least, the marginalized, and the hated, to the accepted and the most powerful religious group in the world. With the emperor in their fold, they were able to consolidate members, to convert old pagan temples into churches. This was a time that changed the world. Outside of Christ's work for us, this might be the biggest event in all of Christian history. Constantine's conversion, especially for us here in the Western Hemisphere, has shaped the way Christianity exists in our world. A radical change and for many a relief that Christians were no longer being sought out and martyred. But it wasn't all good things. With Constantine as a Christian emperor, that meant his future conquests were done in the name of Jesus. The phrase he thought he heard says, at all, by this sign you will conquer. He took the cross as an image of victory and marched his armies around the then-known world under the banner of the cross. Now the Crusades were later. But right there, we begin to see a problem. And it's a problem that infects our own hearts as well as churches today. The problem with marrying political prestige and power to the message of the gospel. 
To be a Christian after Constantine was to represent the empire, whether you liked it or not. That's what it was. Christians weren't persecuted anymore. But what happens when the emperor decides to persecute others in the name of Christ? These were serious issues, and they're serious issues for us today. Constantine's conversion radically changed the world. And yes, there were ugly parts about it, but that's not all it was. There was a strong group of Christians that were spreading false teaching. They were called Arians, not with a Y like the Nazi regime, but with an I after their leader, Arius. And Arius taught that Jesus Christ was created by God. For some of us looking back, that might sound ridiculous. But a recent survey has shown that nearly 60% of evangelicals would say that Jesus Christ is God's highest creation. That's what the Arians believed, too. They thought Jesus was created by God and then specially selected to accomplish salvation. I'll call it what it was, a heresy. And it was leading so many Christians astray. With their newfound religious freedom... And an emperor who was invested in the health and flourishing of the church, the Christians were able to gather together finally. The gathering was called the Council of Nicaea. Without Constantine, it's doubtful whether it could have ever happened. And without this gathering of Christian leaders from all over the known world, the Arian heresy might have done far more damage. It was there in 325 A.D., that the Christian church came to an agreement that Arianism was unacceptable. The purity of the Lord's people was at stake, and they were able to meet, examine the scriptures, and sort it out. And the document that came out of this great council is accepted by all major Christian groups from all over the world today. The Nicene Creed echoes God's word that proclaims Christ's divinity. It says, the Lord Jesus Christ is the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. I'd like you to hear it all now, as Glenn Packiam and friends recite it for us. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, with the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. 
we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. If you haven't read this historic Christian creed, I encourage you to do so. It makes for a great Bible study, for it's the core Christian doctrine. And the Lord used a Roman emperor to gather together pastors from the known world to defend the truth of God's word against a very powerful heresy that sounded reasonable, but denied the truth about who Jesus truly was. So, Constantine's conversion radically changed the world. Here's just a short list of some of the good things he did. He helped build churches. He made it a law that Sundays should be a day of rest for all citizens. He stopped taxing clergy. He stood against paganism. And he championed life at all stages for people as the Christian teaching of humans being made in the image of God spread. This means it was illegal to kill babies you didn't want. It also meant that gladiators would no longer be allowed to fight to the death in competition, though some cities had exceptions. People love their sport, even if it's brutal. Of course, the challenges that Constantine brought were the wedding of the church and state, and that's been a messy issue to sort through for the last 1,700 years. But through it all, the Lord was at work, strengthening his church, using believers to spread the great news of the gospel. It was a time that changed the world. And for us today, there are important lessons that we can learn from it. First, we learn from this story that Jesus' words in Matthew 20, 25, and 26 are serious. The Gentiles have authority, and they lord it over their subjects, but not so for you. Whoever wants to be great will become a servant of all. True Christian faithfulness is not about getting power and influence. It's about stepping low and serving those around you. There were many Christians who took advantage of Constantine's conversion and turned into the persecutors they tried to escape. But there were some who remained faithful to the Lord and risked their own health and safety when troubles came. The Lord's word speaks to us here and now, calling us to be faithful servants of all and to forget about political power when it comes to our faith. A second lesson we learn, the Lord's promise in Matthew 28 is just as true today as it was back then. As he sent his disciples out, he gave them a promise. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's your promise and mine as well. The Lord was faithful to his people through the long centuries of persecution and he's still with our brothers and sisters who live their Christian lives under the threat of dying. He is using them to reach the world. He is with them. And as we gather together, he's with us too. One final lesson. Jesus can use his people wherever they are. Whether we are persecuted or our faith is recognized, or our political leaders are Christians, the Lord can use us to be faithful witnesses to his sacrificial love. We love, First John 4.19 tells us, because he first loved us. His sacrifice marks our own life. And wherever we are today, rejoicing, lamenting, doubting, even struggling, the Lord can and will strengthen us 
restore us in his love. It's the love of the Father in his Son, Jesus, that will ultimately change the world. You broke the curse of death for you. You are the risen one. Heaven and earth will be made new. You are the chosen one. You are Messiah, the world's true Lord. We lift you higher as we Again from Glenn Packham and Our Messiah Reigns. This is Haven Today in a series called Times That Changed the World. Sometimes when you live through a time of great change, you don't realize how profound those days are. My parents and grandparents went through the Great Depression as well as World War II. Truly times that changed our world. But so often in their day-to-day life, they didn't recognize the days as historic I'm pretty sure that was the case back in the days when the Puritans lived. Most of them were simply Christians who wanted to know how to live their lives for the glory of God. But some of them were rascals. So I think that is what I found liberating when I watched the new documentary called Puritan, All of Life to the Glory of God. This feature film on DVD looks at their lives and shows us they were simply sinners like us, saved by grace. Some of them made mistakes, 
but a majority of them were all about Jesus. And when you watch this film, I think you'll be encouraged to see how many of them had a close walk with Christ and lived in hard times for his sake. I'd like to send you Puritan when you make your gift to the ministry. This double DVD set includes the two-hour documentary and a lot of extras on the bonus DVD, as well as a digital download. Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and watch an extended trailer for Puritan. And then make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And a little reminder, we still have Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly in either the hardback book or audiobook for your gift as well. This special book will help you better understand the gentle and lowly heart of your Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me here on Tuesday. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together a profound moment in church history, all in light of the great story that's all about Jesus on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It was Jesus who encouraged his disciples to act like a child in the presence of the Father. Ask, it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. If we knock on the door, the Father hears our voice, and we will be welcomed inside. Maybe that gives us a little insight into Jesus' words in John 10:9. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Salvation is found in Jesus' name. Through him, we enter into the house of the Lord's grace. The Father has the table set. The coffee is on, and he is inviting us to come in and find grace. All we have to do is knock. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.